Founders Brewing Company has found a way to make an IPA you can enjoy anytime that's perfect for any occasion with their all-day IPA. At 4.7 ABV, you can still taste the hops, of course, but it's the complex array of malts and grains that make all-day IPA a beer that will grab your attention. That full flavor and low ABV is what continues to make it a staple in my fridge. Look for Founders in your favorite beer store or check out their full line of beer at foundersbrewing.com. Founders Brewing Company, born and brewed in Michigan since 1997. Better Banking is opening your new first Commonwealth Bank personal checking account with our online account recommendation tool and being entered to win wireless earbuds. First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC. Terms and conditions apply. Visit fcbanking.com for details. Hey, John, this is Dee here from Albuquerque, and I've got a story I know Jen and Nicole are going to love. Or should I say I have a feeling you're going to love tormenting them a little? Okay, a lot with this story. Most little girls dream of having a doll that looks just like them. Well, after this story, you'll never look at an American girl doll the same again. This guy has his own version of a dollhouse, but you won't believe what his dolls are made of. To quote one of my favorite authors, Nora Roberts, dolls? are like small dead people. Welcome back to another episode of Talk Murder to Me. Thank you. Thanks for being patient with us, everyone. Uh, We were unexpectedly off last week as John had the man cold. Just kidding. He was really, really sick. Um, And the first time that any of us is, has been, I think, too sick to record. Um, either we're like powering through or any any of those things. Um, but this was the first time that Dawn was t- so sick. She gave me COVID. I did not I, give She got COVID. the shot and then... It's not how it works. It spread through... That's not how it works. ...intercourse. That's not how it works. ...into my meaty veins Ew. that's exactly how it happens that's not how it <laughs> that's works. what it says on webmd oh my god <laughs> i don't like meaty as an adjective <laughs> like even if we're talking about food oh my gosh guys i fucked up i fucked up what do you mean you fucked up so a few weeks ago um and i don't think i told you this already but a few weeks ago i was walking into work at bj's and i was running late and i was just flustered and one of the girls i I was working with stopped me and she said she she's she's really nice so she has these guinea pigs she's obsessed with guinea pigs she has three guinea pigs kind of strange but and okay. so so she kind of like in um what's that show with penelope waller bridges the i can't remember the name the good no, oh, it's on Amazon. The British girl, she has a guinea pig cafe. Anyway, I don't. It'll come to me, and I'm sure our listeners know what we're talking about. But um, anyway, so she, I, I was walking in, and I was getting my temperature taken, taken, and I thought she said to me, "Do you know anyone who could watch my guinea pigs for me during this this extended time when I go to Florida?" And I'll like, I was just so, I was just like, no. And I like kept walking. And because I'm not like that usually, she was like taken aback. And I was like, maybe that's not what she asked me. And I was like, wait, what did you ask me? And so she goes, I was asking if you'd be willing to watch my guinea pigs while I go away to Florida. And then after that, I felt so bad <sighs> that I was just like, oh, I thought you asked something else. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh oh. So I to- does she know you have a dog? Yes. So I totally forgot about this guinea pig thing until last week, and she was like, "Hey, what time should I come on over on Friday to drop off the girls, meaning the guinea pigs?" <laughs> she doesn't listen to this, does she? No, I don't okay. think so. <laughs> Dear God, I oh hope not. God. So, <laughs> no, I have zero guinea pig experience, but I have three of them sitting in my house right now. Zero guinea pig experience. I have three of them sitting in my house right now. What do you have to do? Do you feed them? Yeah, I feed them and make sure they have water and like hay. How big are they? Um, they're like a big baked potato. Do they, oh, like, run on the wheel and stuff? They don't have a wheel. It's just, like, oh. a big... It's a cage. It's an open-top cage. What's their names? Um, Willow, Daisy, and Buttercup. Cute. Is that Powerpuff Girls? Buttercup is. Yeah, Buttercup is. And, and then it's da- Bubbles and Blossom. Oh, Bubbles and Blossom. Daisy, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, but, yeah, so I'm guinea pig sitting <laughs> for the rest of this week. <laughs> So do you know this person well? Not that well. I mean, I work with her at BJ's, but like, we don't hang out. But well, we don't watch three guinea pigs. Are they cool? Do they like watch TV and stuff? No, they just like, I don't know. They're just kind of there. I have to clean out their cage though tomorrow. Do you like let them run around the house? No. Oh God, no. No. That's I, the recipe for disaster no, right there. I just keep they them locked a, up in a cage, a no, prison? No, okay, so the cage is like, like a, literally like bigger than this like table. a caged animal? That's literally what they are <laughs> and what they've signed up to be. The, it's bigger than this table and it like, and she brought a pop-up playpen, but I'm just afraid that like if I put them in this pop-up playpen that Why Murphy will- Why don't you bring them here? I want to see one. No, that, that's, that, that would be worse. a fucking recipe for disaster. That would be even worse. There yeah. would be blood- <laughs> How long do these things live? I don't know. Longer than a week, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to replace it. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. <laughs> that's too funny. Uh, so, yeah. so that's what I'll be doing this week. <laughs> so when do you get to give them back? Friday? Sunday. Oof. Monday. 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 Okay. Anyway, let's let's get on with the show. Uh, first, welcoming our newest Supremo shoutouts, and then we have a dedicated surprise shot. We've got Amy, Danielle, and Wade as our newest Supremos. Ooh. Thank you very much, y'all. And uh, this is a surprise shot dedication for a Danny, not the same one as Danielle. We've got a couple of these. Um, Danny, male or, male or female? Danny, female. So D A N I. D A N I. And I obviously, since it's a surprise, I'm not going to tell you what it is. That's the best way to spell Danny. You got a really cool name, Danny. Well, short for Danielle, I'm assuming. Or Danielle. Oh, yeah, I guess so. That's how my sister's name is abbreviated mm-hmm. Danny. I have a cousin named Danny. You do. Male. But, yeah, he's male. So this is a two parter. We will drink. The shot, and then you drink this. Is this, this a pickleback? Is this like specifically? It requ- is oh my specifically God. requested. Just because I will you say nothing else. Just because you can pick the shots does not mean you have to pick the worst that damn is, shot. I, like, people are requesting people are gonna be what like they hot sauce, request. <laughs> chili hot sauce. Don't give them ideas. <laughs> what the fuck? Toilet water. <laughs> it's gotta be booze. I guess technically it doesn't, but we have not specified. Great. Now you gave them ideas. Surprise shots. 
surprise shots. We don't know what they are, because they're a surprise. Cheers, Danny. A pickleback. Yes, that was great. I loved it. Great. I, love I didn't pickle know that was a thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've never done that before. I, you put too much pickle juice in it. Sorry, I've never done but that yeah, before. But yeah, that's what a pickleback is. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Is this I a do normal thing you can order at the bar? Yeah. Yeah. And they've just got pickle juice hanging around? Yeah, yeah it, that's what you do. I mean, did it not take the taste? Did it not? Is it not like the best chaser ever? It was really I wouldn't good. go with the best chaser ever. Oh, yeah. I but I is. would go with the unique the fact that it's unique. You put way too much in there, but I would honestly I drink pickle juice. I like pickle juice. I love bread and butter pickle juice. So, uh, welcome to Talk Murder to Me podcast. My name is John. I put all my sources, photos, and videos on talkmurder.com. This is not one that you want to miss, people. You have to see the photos on this. This is episode 239. We are also recording this on YouTube. We're doing two episodes this week. As Nicole said, I was sick last week with COVID-21. Wait, COVID-19. I think I had the Delta. <laughs> My mom was like, yeah, I think you got the Delta strain. I'm like, whoa, what the fuck's a Delta strain? It's the, de- it's the fourth strain. <laughs> so I don't know. I was like, holy shit. Nicole almost killed me. Oh, my God. That's not how it works. <laughs> and hey. she's like faking a cough. <laughs> I'm sick, too. <laughs> and I'm like dying. How were your side effects? (laughs) I was really sick the day I got the shot. I had a fever and aches. I was over 100. Mm. Also, I want to shout out Brienne. All of her episodes are good, but these the late ones that she's been putting out are super interesting. And honestly, very empowering for women because the ones she's been putting out were... Uh, about the uh, female survivors and the one that she's putting out this week um, I don't want to give it away but it is very inspiring how it turns out so definitely check that podcast out Among the Dirt and Trees I produced that for it's a fantastic show fantastic tonight's episode and the one for Thursday or Wednesday whenever I put it out is both requests from our Supremos. Tonight nice. is a request from D, our really good friend, Talco Supremo. She's been a supporter for a very long time. She's um, she's in New Albuquerque, right? New Albuquerque. Uh, in, yes, she's in New Mexico. New Mexico, And yeah. has sent us the best green chili sauce we could hope for. Yeah, she is a it's really, amazing. really great person. Uh, her son just enlisted in the army, and I don't know if she'll. I guess she'll hear this eventually, but uh, she's going through a little bit of a hard time right now with some stuff that happened with a friend of hers. So uh, we're all sending our love and support for you to get through this tough time. And uh, if you ever need anything, you got our numbers and our contacts. So you know, please use those. Anyway, this story is for you, D. So for you guys on YouTube, we're going to Google Earth it. I'm going to try to pronounce it. Nizhny Novgorod. <laughs> I know. What? It reminds me of Pazuzu okay. of Algorod. I'll give you a hint. It's in the Leniski district. That should give you t- t- the location. To go off no, of. the, the Lenin, Leninsky. Oh, oh, Russia. Yeah. There you go, Russia. So Lenin. 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 Lenin yeah. 
Yeah. Ooh, we're going <clears throat> so, to Russia. Yeah, we're going to Russia. I think we have we done a Russian story. We may have done one before. Yeah, you did. Yeah, the Volga, the Volga maniac, yeah. which he actually got caught. This is a press release. Obviously, I will play a little bit. You're not going to be able to understand the language because it's some weird language that's not English or excuse me, that's not American. So <laughs> we won't be able to understand. It. It's in you Russian. Don't know, you don't know that I don't speak <laughs> Russian. But for You're a spy. But I will put this video on talkmer.com because this shows inside the house of tonight's, what should I call him, uh, suspect. Oh. We don't know if he's a killer yet, suspect. Oh, what is that? Masks. A doll? Oh, they're masks. Is that the faces. fucking bride of Chucky? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, oh hell no! <laughs> look, look at this, look at this doll. Has no face. <laughs> oh, uh, you cannot compare that to my house, John, because I would not have not. dolls all over the place. No, they're really focusing on these dolls. <laughs> well, yeah, dolls are fucking creepy. They are fucking creepy. For you podcast listeners, the home is a wreck. This is the suspect. He's actually a local historian and a very prominent one. They're going through the home. It's a hoarding situation, but they're focusing the camera on several dolls. There was actually 29 dolls found in the home. And this is a, I guess this is a leaked video from the police. It's like a body cam video, but they really focus on these dolls for and, reasons we're about to tell you. And these are not just like small dolls. Like they're large. They're like mannequin size. Yeah. Look at this one. This one's really important right here for this doll. Oh, it looks like a French, like Marie Antoinette. It's a Antoinette. very small doll. Very pretty looking woman as a like doll a face. Like a Barbie doll. Yeah. But bigger than a Barbie doll. Like, like an American girl size. Maybe. So what do you guys think from seeing that video? Anything? Um, I fucking hate dolls. Um, <laughs> I concur with that, but maybe he was hiding like p body parts in those dolls. Ooh. They're like on par with clowns for me. Dolls yeah. and clowns, like creep factor, same. I would put dolls above clowns only because... Uh, above meaning creepier? Yes. Okay. When I was a child, um, actually, coincidentally, this is um, at the grandparents' house of my friend whose house I was at where I saw the ghost. Mm. They had a whole bunch of really, really creepy dolls, and I swear that, like, they were possessed. Like, they were possessed dolls. Is this the ghost that you were Patrick Swayzeing with? <laughs> no, this is the ghost. <laughs> this is the first Jen's ghost. Jen's like... Doing the pot thing. Has John seen the movie Ghost? Have you seen the movie? I've seen parts. I know what he's talking okay. about. But it's a great movie. Ooh, yeah. All right. Tonight we're going to November 2011. Who you're looking at now is a local historian. Actually, a an extremely prominent historian. Everyone knows this guy. He's very aloof. But... Like many people that are aloof and geniuses, they accomplish great things. And he has accomplished great things as far as his one niche interest is concerned. That is dolls, not dolls, cemeteries. Oh. <laughs> <Shit>. OK, <laughs> wait, I'm sorry, uh, what cemeteries? He is a self-proclaimed necropolist. Oh, and it's spelled N-E-C, Ropalist, but I like the Russian way they spell it. It's N-E-K, 
R-O-P-O-L-I-S-T, necropolist. That is a beautiful word. Anyway, he is a self-proclaimed necropolis, which is a cemetery expert. So he's a historian. Obviously, he is interested and fascinated, which after reading this story, I am too, about the death rituals from different cultures. Since 1991, he has claimed to have walked through and inspected 752 cemeteries. As a child, he has been walking through cemeteries. There's something about it. There's no one there. It's quiet. It's creepy. It's peaceful. Creepy, yeah. But it's just so much history there, and you can see these people and their lives that they lived, and it's just serene for this guy. He is very calmed by walking through cemeteries Hmm. and this is who you're looking at now his name is anatoly a-n-a-t-o-l-y i'm sure it's got some kind of russian twist to it anatoly moskvin moskvin probably sound like that moskvin moskvin he is a self-proclaimed necropolis like i said he has walked through 750 two cemeteries now in november 2011 his home was raided And the video that you guys watched earlier was of his home. So you saw the home. It was complete chaos. And there were dolls everywhere. There were 29 dolls. Seems like a lot. In his home. Yeah. And his home, which we're going to get to, he also shared with his parents. So, I mean, this guy is now he's and this is 2011. He was like 48 or 46 or whatever. Now he's over 50. So he's still living with his parents. I guess in Russia, that's, you know, in America, I don't think that's really, uh, I think that's kind of taboo. But over in Russia, maybe it's different. You're still living with your parents that late in life. The police raided his home. Now, they were actually looking at this guy for a while, surreptitiously. Oh, I like that word. They were watching this guy But the final straw was when he was walking from his college. He's a professor. Okay. A history professor. A very prominent one. He has a big circle of influence. He is a very talented lecturer. He is a very talented orator. And he's got a ton of books. Self-written books. Mostly on uh, all on cemetery stuff. History and, and traditions, culture, stuff like that. So he was actually caught walking from the university and in his hand was a bag of bones. He was caught with a bag of bones, a bag of bones. That could be a good title. (laughs) Bag of Mm -hmm. bones. Now, this has been going on for about 10 years or more. He's been walking in cemeteries since he was a kid and studying them since 1991. But... Recently, there has been a desecration of two separate cemeteries, the Samorsky and the Sortorovskashny. Let me just break this story for you. Those dolls that you saw were not pieced together from cemeteries. Those were actual mummies of real grave-robbed individuals. Mostly or all female, the oldest being 12. So, the so do you remember that small doll? And I'll show you, there's plenty of pictures here, and I'll show you. But do you remember that doll that literally looked like a Barbie doll and that 
elegant yeah. dress. That it's was like an a actual Antoinette doll or something. That was an actual little girl. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yes, it was an actual little girl. Did he do anything to them? Yes. How did that? How they were wearing masks, but everything else—the hair was primed, the dresses were made eloquently, stuff like that. Those were all. There were twenty-nine corpses. Well, he doesn't call them corpses; he calls them bodies. He doesn't like the word corpse. But all those dolls—the twenty-nine—were all complete, complete human remains no no dissection no dismemberment complete arms fingers toes everything from the grave every one of those dolls 29 of them well <laughs> i got plenty of pictures so go to talkmore.com if you want to see these crazy ass pictures he was charged under article 244 under the russian federation which is desecration of the bodies of the dead and their places of burial his maximum time in jail for that specific charge article 244 was how much do you think so he he was caught with 29 corpses dressed 29 up as 29 years i'll say 10 years the maximum maximum sentence under that specific declaration under the Russian Federation is no more than three months. Unless it was proven that he desecrated out of a a hate, like for instance, and this is prominent in Russia from what I found out, Muslim graves are often vandalized and the majority of the corpses in his place and we, i'm going to show you all the corpses like you're going to see up close the bodies the Wait. yeah but the majority or excuse me felt like the only reaction i could have <laughs> awesome the majority of i was the, like yeah and i was like wait wait a second the majority of the dolls were muslim uh corpses and they were all female all female 12 years old or younger wow. that's why they're so small those were but at- some of them were larger, which was yeah. unusual to me. Okay. Yeah. And it's funny because I was like, they look like mannequins. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we it's, it's like almost a combination. Is is Russia a largely Christian nation? I know there are some Jews that live in there's a there's a large <laughs> Jew population, Jewish population over there. But is it mostly Christian? It is very expansive. Um, so as the largest country in the world, um, it it varies. Like there's there's Jews, there's Christians, there's Muslims. Thinking about the region that it spans, mm, you know. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's got a mixture. I think the the majority is Christian Orthodox. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but it does have. A whole, a whole blend of different cultures. Yeah. All right. So this story, I know, I know this is talk murder to me, but this story isn't technically a murder. He was arrested for the desecration of cemeteries, and he dug up these bodies Ed Gein style, and he made dolls of them. There's a lot of psychology here, which I'm not qualified to go into. But holy shit, I mean, who is going to dig up 29 bodies and then make them out of dolls? Who you're looking at right now is the head of investigations. This is Vladimir Strashnovskas. He looks like a cartoon character. He does. <laughs> With his scar down the middle of his eye right there. This is what he says. 
The Moskvin case is a wild, exceptional case. It had no analogs in modern forensic science. We did not disclose the details of this case for ethical reasons. Here, the feelings of relatives are affected. Just imagine. At first, they lost a loved one, said goodbye to him. Then they learned that the grave was desecrated. Yeah, which... So these were recent... Yeah, this De- is 2011 deaths. when he was no, caught. I mean, like, uh, the the bodies were very recently buried that he extracted. Uh, yes, in most cases. And they were, they made the newspaper in some way. Whether a very violent death, I know one of the dolls was handicapped, oh. or one of the corpses was handicapped. One was, a, one, at least one was a murder victim. And... I want to preface this episode, guys. I'm putting all my sources on talkmer.com. They're 100% besides a few mirror articles in Russian. So they're translated from Google. So if a little details get mixed up, I'm sorry, but I don't speak Russian. But all of this stuff is coming from Russian news. And, and a lot of it's pretty recent, too. I mean, this is 2011 when he was arrested. So 10 years ago. I'm about to show you a lot of the dolls. Like every doll he has, you're going to see up close. But... This guy, the head of investigations, Vladimir Shnashkis, he asked him if he was remorseful for the desecration of the graves. And this goes into a lot of the psychology because this guy, as we'll get to, loved, as a family, these dolls. Loved them. They're not just regular dolls. They're his family. So if you want to read this. In Moskvin's understanding, this was not a desecration of graves, but a desire to revive the dead girls. He did good for them. In general, Moskvin led a very secluded life. He is undoubtedly an intellectual person. He has a higher linguistic education, studied at the Graduate School of Moscow State University, and published a series of articles on local history. He has yet to undergo a psychiatric examination. Obviously, since this interview with the head of investigations, he has been studied, I guess you could say, through psychiatry. This story reminds me a lot of the Carl Tanzler story, which is one of my favorite stories. that's one of mine, too. He was in love with a, I think she was a Spanish woman. Mm -hmm. And when she tragically died, he dug her up and lived with her for years. What was it, like 20 years he talked to her. He loved her. He actually built an airplane for her. That was a uh, that was a one of the stories that I don't know, man. I mean, I know there's a victim aspect here. Like no one wants to see their daughter or their loved ones dug up, but at the same time, you know, it's like kind of sweet. <laughs> would you do? What would you if I died? Oh uh, yeah, I'd stuff you. <laughs> <laughs> you go to an taxidermy. Yeah, I mean, I do it in in the house. Obviously, I, I, know, I know exactly what pose I'd be in. I'd be in the kitchen, like flipping no, something you on would the not. stove. You'd be playing in video games, <laughs> like you've been doing. So he'd be sitting there next to you and be like, "Baby, uh, it's your move." All right, let me be your honest. Turn. I don't have any friends besides you and Jen. So if you if something happens to you, I'm gonna be alone with three dogs for the rest of my life. I ain't got no one else. So uh, I'll I mean, definitely gr- I dig you, you up and stuff you. No, I wouldn't let you come over because you'd probably tell me that I stuffed <laughs> Nicole. 
<laughs> with fucking cotton. <laughs> I really hope we I live a long and healthy life. Then. I better die first. Are you better? Wait, wait, we first. gonna cook meals like with Nicole and be like, <laughs> here, <crack> the egg. <laughs> How do you think Nicole, this do you meal need went? Do you need any help in the kitchen? No, it's okay. I don't need anything. I mean, we're married, so technically, I don't. I don't see anything wrong with it. An interesting perspective. I've always thought about that. I mean, because like, I, it's what better. You've always thought about that. <laughs> it's better than being alone. What, what you're gonna do when I die? Yeah. I really hope that this is not an issue that we need to. Oh, you know, I'll die if you die. It ain't gonna be like that. God, <laughs> have to two funerals. What am I gonna do? Style. Uh, Jen, can you take over the podcast? <laughs> and, and can you add three more dogs to your plate? Yeah. Oh my God. This is his parents right here. Keep in mind, they were living in the same home with their son. They look oh. up to their son. Obviously, I'm, I'm going to go into his background, but he is what is considered a genius. You know, interesting. I mean, like take me for example. <laughs> oh. Wow! Uh, all right, so this is his parents right here, and they were very upset about finding out that these dolls were actually corpses. I mean, I, I understand <laughs> that. Yeah. A little bit about Anatoly. He studied Celtic culture. He was also a professor of Celtic culture. He is the author of many academic works. We're talking in the hundreds. Wow. It's time Mm. to write all of that stuff. When you don't have any friends and you're a genius, I guess you can write that much. Plus, he's so fascinated by not just death, but the, the, the transportation of someone's dead soul to wherever and it ranges from different cultures obviously i'm but, hearing some similarities <laughs> are, you, are you have you guys seen the videos of like the when um like a, someone had just died in a car accident and then you see the the soul going up have you seen those what? videos yeah they're out no. there they're out there you don't think that they are doctored in any way shape or form um i don't know but they're out there we know when Jen dies and she's floating up to heaven, Nicole and I are going to be like, fuck no, you ain't <laughs> pulling them legs down. <laughs> fuck no, you wait for us down here. I really hope that by the time we all die, there is like the upload scenario from that show in Amazon. Mm. I really think. I love that show. Because I think it's going to die first. What the what the fuck? You mean amongst the three of us? Yeah. Probably you, because you drive a lot. You know... <clears throat> I always thought I was going to die in a car accident. I know. That's really bad that you think that. Um, in fact, extroverts... Did you know this? Extroverts will die more than introverts, because it, extroverts die more in car accidents, I should say, than introverts, because so, they are always going out, you know? Mm. So they're driving more. See, since I... Statistically, they die more. Interesting. Huh. Since I bought my house, I really don't go anywhere. I just kind of like... That's good. Nap. Maybe that's not good. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's going to be a surprise and I'll die before both of you. I don't think so. I think you'll be the last one to live. That's why I got to chain you up in the house. Every time you... <laughs> Every time you drive to like anywhere, I'm like, fuck, you know, hopefully she's driving safe. I always text you and say, drive safe. Drive is raining. 
Oh, that does. My dad always tells me to be careful. Like when he's like, when it's raining, the roads are, roads are slicker down here. He says because of the oils coming up from the heat. And the didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. So he studied Celtic culture. He was an author of many academic works and books. He began wandering cemeteries as a schoolboy. He was very withdrawn as a schoolboy, but. As you see here, his parents, he had very loving parents and so much so that he remained with them even until his arrest in 2011. He is fluent in 13 languages. Wow. And I'm not talking about, no, I don't mean he took some intermediary like he can, fucking he bullshit. He can actually speak them. He can it's not speak just these languages. English, I, Spanish. I think that is awesome. If English he, is the hardest language to learn, you know. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> I it believe is. it. With it all is. our contractions and weird slangs. How like in, in the where 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 our Anatoly is fluent in thirteen languages. As I said, he's a very respected lecturer and orator. His parents did live in the same apartment. However, they were gone for about half the year each year. They would travel and. They would leave poor 50-year-old Anatoly at home with his books, which guess how many books were in his library, and you're going to be so jealous. 5,000. 60,000. What? <laughs> so in his library of books. I'm so fucking jealous. And they would even they would even take the family cat with them when they go they go once a year for about six months it sounds like when my family goes on vacation and leaves me behind and they take the cat so after that you can see he gets a little lonely you know what i'm saying here's uh here's one of the dolls for you oh that's creepy oh. <laughs> it's creepy even if it wasn't a human like, body in looks there like billy ellish i think this doll wasn't finished yet and this picture is from the Russian Interior Ministry, which sounds super 1984 to me. <laughs> As, that's Russia for you. Remember when we watched A Clockwork Orange and it was like the creepiest movie? Oh, that, that like, I, I still think about that movie. I don't know movie. what the fuck that movie is about. I cannot figure it they out. They were raping people with their nose. That's uh, weird. It was a weird movie. That was weird. Anatoly does not drink or smoke. He has never has before. He is a social outcast, very isolated, and he's still a virgin, even to this day. And he's in his 50s now. I think he's like 56, which, you know, neither here or there. He is considered a genius by his colleagues. He has published many essays about burials and cemeteries. However, his newest book, which was supposed to be released, I believe in 2012, called, quote, Long Walks Through Cemeteries, end quote, was halted by the publisher for obvious reasons. I'm sorry, I just thought of like, hi, my name is Anatoly. I'm 56 years old. I enjoy long walks through cemeteries and arts and crafts creating dolls. Check out this one, Jen. Circle K is America's thirst stop. And Dave's. Especially when Dave needs refreshments for family movie night. So Dave heads straight to Circle K, where he grabs icy Polar Pop cups and frosters for the kids and chilled beer for the grown-ups. Enjoy family movie night, Dave. We'll be here for you all summer long. And right now at Circle K, save on all 20-ounce Coke products. Three for just $4.25. So make us your first stop. Circle K, America's thirst stop. 
At Huntington, we've been asking ourselves, can we make saving money any easier? And we think we've solved it. Introducing Money Scout. It analyzes your spending habits, income, and expenses to find money not being used in your checking account, then pushes it to savings automatically. Why would a bank do that? Just to help people thrive. That's how we reinvent banking. Huntington, welcome. Subject to eligibility, terms, conditions, and account agreements. Learn more and enroll at Huntington.com slash MoneyScout. Better Banking is opening your new first Commonwealth Bank personal checking account with our online account recommendation tool and being entered to win wireless earbuds. First Commonwealth Bank. Member FDIC. Terms and conditions apply. Visit fcbanking.com for details. It's like, a, it's like Winnie the Pooh, but... <gasps> Don't you say Winnie the Pooh's I'm name. Sorry. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh is my favorite. So oh this gosh, is one I, of the dolls, I, I, right? I can't believe that's a, like a body When in I there, say dolls, all... I mean complete... You were kind of right with your guess. Yeah, yeah but you said pieces... The parts I, are in. I said it's stuffed with it's body parts. a 100% not dismembered... Well, actually, I should take that back. One doll was dismembered, the head, but it turns out that the head just fell off because it rotted. But all the... <laughs> <laughs> Like, what do you do with it at that point? Like, you put a mask even, on it. You I put this. I think it's this one actually. You put a teddy bear's head on it. I, I, I mean, I can't even imagine how that room must have smelled. No, not bad at all. <laughs> not bad at all. What the fuck? Just buy a shit ton of Febreze. No, not bad at all because. Not bad at all. It's a really good question, Jen. The reason being is because for years he has studied a specific type of burial mummification mm-hmm. and he has studied extensively in the egyptian practice of mum- mummification and he has written i mean these are peer-reviewed uh dissertations on the subject of mummification in egypt so this guy knows how to make a body not smell and to last forever is what i'm trying to say this body right here and these are all 12 year olds 11 10 9 n- nothing sexual with this and i'll, I'll give you his mo here and so i'm going to tell you why he's doing this here in a second and but if you look at the clothes right quick i'm putting all these photos on talkmer.com but if you look at these but if you look at the clothing that the dolls are wearing they're pretty luxurious they're 100 percent entirely handmade by him sewn stitched and created sized correctly for each doll many of the dolls were donning quote this is from a russian source luxurious wedding dresses end quote wedding the dresses. bride has a totally different meaning oh my god look at this one <laughs> shit is that like a picture of her face with the mask? Most of the bodies had mask on them. And most of the mask had eyes that were drilled out. And I'm going to tell you why he drilled the eyes out. But I don't know if this one is a face or not. Some of them were not masked up, but they were extremely made up. Ma- makeup and blush or whatever, mask, mascara, whatever, on their faces. But they were all very well taken care of. That's kind of sweet, right? Stories like this do have victims. And here's one I want to uh, show you right here. This is Natalie Chardimova. Her daughter is 
one of the dolls, which I'm going to show you exactly which one she is here in a second. But her daughter was actually murdered by oh. a drug addict. And if you want to read this, this is from the mirror. For Natalia Charmovda, 42, each new macabre report about Moskvin arrested in 2011 is like a hammer blow because her own daughter, Olga, was among 29 he secretly dug up and dressed as a doll and kept at home. Olga had been horrifically murdered, aged 10, the first time she was allowed to walk alone from the family flat to her granny's apartment in the next block after her parents went to work. I'm 10 already. I can go by myself, she had pleaded. Her mother relented, and she went out with her favorite green bag and blue umbrella, never to be seen alive again. Oh my gosh, that's terrible. Yeah. Especially, like, r- since it's the first time. Fucking Russia, you know. I mean, I'm not saying Russia is not safe, but fuck, I'm glad we live up in Mount Peasy, Mount Pleasant, United it's literally States. literally in the name. <laughs> Holy shit. It's pleasant. Now, this is... How she ended up. This is her on the uh, left here. Now, keep in mind, she wasn't murdered by Anatoly right. at all. He's not a murderer. No, he, he is, is not a murderer, a, or, nor a sexual pervert at all. Because, and I'll tell you why. Interesting. And he would only dig up... I mean, he has visited literally hundreds and hundreds... I mean, that's all he does. You know, we go... We play video games, maybe go, like, shoot pool or whatever. I don't know, shoot pool. I was going to say, why would you do that? I've never done that. That sounds fun. Let's do a date night shooting pool. Like, we we go to the beach. He goes to the cemetery and walks by himself. So he knows, not, not, the thing is, he knows every cemetery he goes into. He knows every story. He looks at, it's not just a grave. It's not just a piece of slate or whatever, tombstone. It is a story that he knows. So he is very particular on who he brings up 10 year old Olga was murdered by a drug addict who saw her earrings and wanted her earrings. So he murdered her, stuffed her behind the pipes of the building of a random building. Yeah. And she was not found for five months. So, which is important because that means the body has went through decomposition. Then it is buried then it is exhumed by Anatoly. So it is already past that stage of decay. So I'm the reason I'm telling you this is because there's a specific reason he's doing this in his mind. It's, and it's really hard to explain, but it's, it's not to bring him up because he's got a morbid fascination. It's to resurrect their soul and kind of give them another chance. I, I'm going to try to try to get this uh, right here. When Olga's mother and the 28 other families came forward and was really upset about this for obvious reasons, he said, quote, you abandoned your girls in the cold and I brought them home and warmed them, end quote. So remember. Ooh, that gray. That'd be gray. But the graves in Russia, very cold, very rainy. So he's looking at these like they're they're real life individuals. He doesn't want them to be cold and rainy. Does that make sense? He is trying to bring them up 
dress them in comfortable clothing, which he makes himself, and then warm them up in his home. Did I kind of make that sound sane to you guys? <laughs> no, but I mean, I don't know if you can ever do that. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I see that. <laughs> this is how... I ten- mean, we've already talked about you're going to taxidermy me yeah. if I die first, so... This is how 10-year-old Olga ended up. You see her sweater is is handmade. Well, it looks like she a little has, riding hood. She, yeah. She, looks like 101 Dalmatians on the... On their sweater. Obviously, this corpse was way past where the usual ones were. So that's why the face is it's almost, I don't know, it's got texture to it. It's very, it's very creepy. Yeah, it's very unhuman-like. It's a very, like, cartoon character. Let's hear from the man himself. He was asked by a Russian news source... Tell me why did you store the corpses in your apartment? And if you want to read his reply. The point is that I do black magic. I wanted to revive people. I felt sorry for the dead children who could still live and live. So I kept them until the time when science learned to fight cancer and revive them. Exclusively, solely for the sake of this, I felt sorry for all these children. Yeah, but you don't feel like you hate this guy. I mean, he is Um, in his mind. But he's definitely fucking crazy. I mean, is he though? Because he is a he is a a very prominent professor and a a genius. He's eccentric. We can say the word eccentric. Eccentric. That'll fit very well. Oh yeah. Well, I can see. I'm eccentric, Nakoyes. Yes, you are eccentric. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) You just haven't found my dolls yet. Oh my god. god. I, I mean like it's I haven't died yet. <laughs> it's like I guess I, I you don't hate him. He wants to do something positive that he sees as positive. But when you think about it, he's talking about reviving these children. Like he's, he's gonna tunes. have like zombies no, he's running around the entire he thinks world. He's gonna revive these people like freaking Walt Disney and Ted Williams. Okay. Okay. Here's the counter argument to that. He is a very well-researched professor of the afterlife. And I believe Christians think that they're they're going to be revived and put in a place in heaven. Well, they they think they will come back from the dead and that's why they're buried, not cremated. Yes. Heaven or hell. Christians think that. Most cultures think that. The Egyptians, especially, which he studied a lot, thought that. That's why they would mummify the uh, the pharaohs or whatever and put all the gold and stuff in there with them because they thought they would take that with them. So is this crazy or not? Or yes, is this, it's is crazy. This yes, Christ- it is crazy. No, no, I'm not saying any offense, but Christians think the same thing, that your body, your soul will be resurrected. So soul. is it any your different? Soul. Yes. But... But there is a reason what the but like, hey, let, let's let's compare Christianity to mummification. They also think your soul, the mummy, the mummies, you, the, the Egyptians think their soul is going to be resurrected, but you have to keep the body pristine and preserved and preserved, which also happens in the Christian faith. So, you're embalmed. So is this? Yeah, exactly. Your body, like you're not cremated. So is this in the is, Christian faith? Is this crazy, or is this? However, he's taking it a step further and making them dolls and taking them into is it. Is that not what taking, the mummies do? 
Is that not what the but Egyptians no, do? No, is that not what embalming that, does? You wrap the you wrap the body and you do that and then you bury what about them and embalming? you leave them to rest. What about embalming? Embalming is after they die and you take the fluids out of the body and, and you dress them up all nice. But then you put them to rest. You don't take them out after that process and right. and try to revive them. Like that's different. It is different. You're preparing them for you're preparing them for that you know, you're, you want them to look Next, nice and respect the, the, the dead. Afterlife, whatever. And then, and then, then you, then you leave them be and you let them rest. You don't take them out of where they're resting. That's like bad juju. Like that's why you don't mess with Indian graveyards. That's you know, bad look. juju in our culture. But I don't know of any culture, and this could just be me being uneducated on every single culture because I'm not educated on every single culture. But I don't know of any cultures that continuously dig up their dead and put them back and dig them up and put them back. I don't know of any of that. Yeah, that's true. It's like disturbing their resting place. Yeah, no, they that's true. They were already embalmed and placed and clothed. To it's not like whatever. he found it's not like he found her body yeah. and took it to his house and did that like yeah. he dug her up. Yes. That's a good point. That's the difference. That's a good point. That makes it more. No, nah, I wouldn't say sinister, but more disruptive. Yeah, disruptive. Like, yeah, it's, it's because it's not about his beliefs or wishes. It's about the family's. I, yeah. yeah, that's good. That's a good conversation. Yeah. I, yeah, I definitely uh, see that, but also, you know, I don't know. Look at this one. <laughs> but also Jesus look at this Christ. other creepy doll Wait, what the fucking crazy would you imagine oh my god look at the 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 headgear it's it's well crafted i mean he made all this stuff so not only is he like a, a wig no it looks like a winter hat i mean he why would he make a winter hat? obviously he cares about these dolls yeah i mean because why would you even put a hat that not only you can't buy this this shit you know, this isn't freaking Amazon over in Russia. You have to make this yourself. And, well, I don't know if it's just, he could buy it, but obviously he made it all of himself. Like, his intentions, I don't, like, his intentions do not match what he, what everyone else sees it as. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he didn't have bad intentions with these dolls. Now. But that doesn't mean they were the right intentions. Right, either. right. One thing that I wanted you guys to um, bring up is the fact that he only dug up females or girls. Yeah. I shouldn't say female, girls, little girls. Why do you think that is? I think there's, I know that you said that he didn't sexually violate any of these dolls, but I think that there's some weird sexual thing there. Uh, I mean, I I would say that I, there is probably a perception, a more, more perception of innocence with young girls, even like young boys. I feel like there, I just feel like, like, Young girls are just like the epitome of innocence, I think. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Anatoly, as you're about to see from his interview, he always wanted a daughter of his own, a family of his own. Mm. However, he's never found a love interest. He's still a virgin. He's always been. He's very eccentric, aloof, and he's never found that special someone, which there is a special someone out there for everyone. If you watch the notebook. Mm, yeah. He actually for every pot. <laughs> he actually cared a lot for these dolls. They were his children. So he'd be working on his computer, doing research, his next paper, whatever. He would talk to the dolls, the children. And usually when he's on his computer, he would put on cartoons 
and cartoons will be running all day, which is why if you see the dolls, that is why their eyes are drilled out so they can actually see the cartoons, which is not crazy at all. Jen. <laughs> Jen. Uh, the whole time I was reading this, I was like, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> all the children, every one of them had birthdays. They celebrated holidays, even though the children didn't have much of an appetite when it came to like Thanksgiving dinner. God, stop. <laughs> didn't celebrate Thanksgiving. Did they he, weren't in America. Did they? Yeah, that's true. Did they lug? Did he lug all twenty nine of them out and put them at the table? What yeah, I thought. What, like, yes, he did. However, if you read his interview, I don't know if we're going to put this in there. Some of the dolls didn't like him as much. And those dolls would end huh. up in the garage. Oh, oh. so yeah. like time out for not liking him. It's really hard to explain, obviously, this guy's uh, motivations and what he was thinking. But to him, if you think, put yourself in his shoes, these are not dolls. They're real daughters. They are real live daughters. So they are talking to him, telling him that they don't like him. They're giving him sass all this attitude, does that make sense? I know it doesn't, but it's he well, puts them in the garage because they don't like him. That's his reason. Well, I mean, to be fair, that's a little bit more believable than like any of this story to me because you have like these spirits, like their soul, they could probably be communicating with him from the other side. I know that sounds so garbage, but like, like these aren't just dolls. They're they're like human remains and even though they're not alive you know you've never i mean you've heard of like people bringing messages from the other side that's not to totally unheard heard of. of yeah i know that's a really good point because and that's why i said he that's all he does is every night visit cemeteries he's very particular on how and who he exhumes and there's a reason for each one he picks, which we're going to get into. And it does have to do with spirits. And, you know, honestly, it would it would kind of make sense that some of them don't like him because, like, maybe those are the victims that didn't die of murder. Maybe they died of natural causes, even though they were young. Like, you know, they're resting. And it's okay. like, why did you why did you disturb me from resting? Yeah, that's true. And in his mind, he was. You know, I was bringing you out of the cold and the rain. You're sitting here in the rain. He was asked, quote, why did you do it? They say that you wanted to have a child, end quote, if you want to read his response. Yes, I really wanted a child. Yes, I really wanted to have my own daughter to pass on to her all the knowledge that I have. I have a large library. I wanted to take the child from the orphanage, but the parents did not allow it. They thought I couldn't do it. Then, seeing how much I wanted it, my parents allowed me, but they were problems with the guardianship and the guardianship authorities because they said I had a small salary. But I never aspired for money. I always aspired to be useful and to be interesting. That's interesting because I was, before that, going to ask, like, okay, well, what about adoption? Like, Yeah, that's why he's been on the adoption list, but... He doesn't make a lot of money as, I mean, he's got hundreds of books as an author, but I mean, who the fuck's buying books on histories of cemeteries? You know what I'm saying? Other grave diggers? <laughs> now, he's not a bad looking guy in this picture, at least. Nice blue eyes, Jen. Oh, man. I could see you with him. Oh, thanks, okay. John. <laughs> he's only like twice your age. 
<laughs> casual. He was diagnosed as a paranoid schizophrenic, which I think is a, an understatement. <laughs> what they, I mean, yeah, probably, but I think he's got more than that. What the fuck? Since 2011, he has been in a psychiat- psychiatry hospital since the arrest. He is still there today. In 2019 and 2020, doctors that were treating him wanted to release him. He's been medicated. He is on medication. He has improved. He is able to function in society. But, and this is from the Russian sources, they changed their mind. And that is the exact thing that the Russian sources said, which which I interpret personally as the Russian government does not want this guy out. Does that make sense? But I don't know that for a fact, but all it says was the doctor's they applied to get him out, but then at the last minute, and this happened twice, 2019 and 2020, they changed their minds mm-hmm. all of a sudden. I, I believe there was something else involved, but they wanted to let him out, but he has not been out. He's still in the health facility from what I can see. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, there's no guarantee that he wouldn't do this again, even though it's like, okay, I won't do this again. It's like, will you though? Yeah. There's a quote from him. He says, quote, I studied the theory, technology of mummification in all available books. I studied ancient Egyptian writing for this. I mean, this this guy speaks fucking Egyptian just for this reason. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. Kind of crazy. I went to Moscow, specially studied the whole matter. Then I traveled to different regions of Russia, respectively, studied the technique of mummification in different soils, then became so interested in this that I began to pay attention to outstanding people. And as a result, I became a necropolis. End quote. That's from his own words. It's not like he's just doing this to do this. And at first, they thought that he was doing this to desecrate Muslim graves because that is a huge problem over there apparently from what I found out in Russia, like spray paint, all this stuff, like destroying the, uh, you know, resting area. And they have their own, their own cemeteries. One of the reasons he preferred Muslim burial sites is because they kept all the tools there at the facility. So shovels, axes, whatever, they're right there. And this is how he chose his victim, he would read the newspapers and any little girl that has been involved in something like a car accident or a murder who was taken and shouldn't have been taken, who died too young, he would adopt them, if you will, and try to give them a a, a normal life. And that's what he was doing. It's fucking crazy. I'm sorry, but I know. It's crazy. And so he's still in jail. And he no, not went- jail. He is in a mental institution. Hmm. Oh. And he, he will be there for a while. But this is 2011 when he was arrested. I don't think he's that crazy at all. I mean, he studied this stuff forever, man. Like, Egyptians do this shit. You don't see them crazy, do you? No, no, no. Egyptians mummify. He's, he is exhuming bodies. It's different. All right. Anyway. 
He was asked, quote, what about the souls of the dead children, end quote. Now, this gets into his reasoning behind this. About the souls of dead children, the fact is that I am an expert in Celtology. And while studying Celtic culture, I noticed that the Druids in this tradition communicated with the spirits of the dead through... They came to the grave and slept on the grave. Then when I studied the culture of the peoples of Siberia, specifically the culture of the ancient Yakuts, there, the same thing, I became interested. Further, to be honest, I had beloved children. I planned to leave my beloved children at home anyway. Those that I liked less, I planned to take them out to the garage so that they lived there. If any of the children completely disliked me, again, I took the place of from where I took them. Buried him in his own grave. I didn't break anything there. I didn't disfigure. I didn't dismember in any way. I treated them tenderly, affectionately, politely. I even tried not to swear in front of these children. So when he goes to the grave site and he'll do, I mean, he'll, he'll walk around for years. This went on for 10 years and he got 29 out. He would walk around, learn their stories. Then he would go and at night when there's obviously no one at the graveyard, he would sleep right on top of the graves and he would only exhume the bodies if the spirit came to him. So he's sleeping on the graves, which we should totally do because that's not absolutely crazy. No, that's worse than glamping. (laughs) I love me some glamping. And there's actually a movie that's coming out about some uh, about About glamping. Yeah. Jesus Christ. The name is like. Joe and Amanda go glamping or something like that. It's on Hulu or something. So he would sleep on the graves, on the dirt. And if the spirits came to him, basically asking him, pleading him to get them out of the cold, out of the rain, then he would make a plan to come back and exhume them. That is. And this is not what he's saying to get out of prison. Like this is this is what he's living. So. He's actually experiencing these spirits. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. He says, quote, at home, I talked with them. We had a detachment. There was a leader. There was an anti-leader, respectively. We had a hierarchy, our own language. We had, accordingly, our songs. We had our own holidays. We had our own, as they would say, inner world, end quote. Kind of crazy, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. But it's not it's not like a make you feel bad type of story, I don't think. You know, this is another one. This is <sighs> But these are real people. There's a real uh, girl. You know. <laughs> That's a real That's I can't, corpse yeah. right there. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. As I said, he would drill out the eyes so they can watch cartoons every day. And let's go in real quick on how he did it. This is him at the graveyard. As I said, he was a, an expert and a writer in burials and cemeteries so it's not weird that he is pictured here with a a gravestone but that's him right there doing what he loves man (laughs) this is a quote from what he says i also began to sleep on the graves of the children i had liked the spirits of dead children began to come to me i have been doing this for a long time about 20 years i accordingly checked whether it is demons who come or spirits Accordingly, he collected the information that he could. Then, if possible, I double-checked this information. I became convinced that the spirits of dead children really come to me. Really quickly, how he would mummify them. 
Now, this is very rudimentary, but he would use a special composition of salt and soda. And he would actually... Baking soda or soda? It's just that all I saw was soda, so I don't know. Maybe baking soda, I don't know. He would camp at cemeteries during the night. He actually would drink from puddles for water. He would spend the really cold nights in haystacks and abandoned farms. And once, he said even once, but I'm pretty sure it's like all the time... Once he even slept in a coffin to keep warm. <laughs> you know how else he can keep warm? That's fucking creepy, dude. You know how else he could keep warm? By not fucking doing this. Yeah, I was going to say, by seeing his own house. But or? he's lonely. Mm. Here's another one. Oh my God, that's so creepy. Tell me, do you realize that you have committed a crime? That you are behind bars? Yes, of course. I knew from the very beginning that I was committing a crime, but I felt very sorry for the children. Cloning is prohibited in our country. Sooner or later, it will be allowed anyway. I just wanted some material for future cloning. Accordingly, so that these children still live a second time. Yes, every time I dug something, I buried a grave behind me so that nothing could be seen. In addition, I communicated with the spirits of these children and received from some information from them. All right, wrapping the story up, he's obviously still in a treatment center, but 2016, he's getting married. Lord of mummies. <laughs> so if you want to read this, this is uh, from a Russian source. If His you can read future it. wife is only 25 years old. <laughs> so he, I was 25 in 2016. <laughs> I'm not sure that this photo is of his wife but media sources kept noticing that one woman who was 25 kept appearing at all of his uh what when say trials like but meetings hearings, his yeah. court hearings his his mandatory showing up for the judges and stuff like that she was always there she announced to the media and that's her in the background i'm pretty sure I'm not 100% positive, but I believe that is her. She announced to the media that she was his daughter. Although, what did I say earlier? Daughter? The guy's a virgin. He ain't got no daughter. She announced that first, but then the media was like, this dude does not have a daughter. Then she said, okay, I'm a graduate of the philological faculty, and I am in love with Anatoly, and we're going to get married. So it's there's someone it's, for everyone. Live for every pot. <laughs> someone for everyone. And that's the last photo I got is just more of the doll here. So what do we think about like his his future? Is he going to be forever in a in a No, I, I don't know. Because I, I believe the sentiment I got that's a, that's a really good question. The sentiment I got was that the Russian Federation is keeping keeping him in there, mm-hmm. at least until things die down a little bit. But and then he can live happily ever after with his 25-year-old bride, who's now 31. I don't know, man. I don't know. All I know is this. D requested the story, and we're really grateful. Yes. There's so much homicide and murder, and I know we cover, I know we cover a lot of it since 2019 when the COVID outbreak started. The homicide rate has raised 30% in this nation. And there's a lot of crime. There's a lot of murders happening right now. As a true crime podcaster, I see all of it. 
and I follow all of it. And I wanted to do a story that, yeah, you know, fuck this guy for digging up graves, but I was also about to do a mass shooting story. So, you know, that happened here last year. You know, it's it's good to do stories like this because, I mean, it's, yeah, he's sick, but... I get that he, he wanted a child. I mean, I think he's not inflicting physical harm to a human person, which is great, uh, but it's certainly disrespecting to the families yeah. of victims. Well, he is... He is not inflicting harm on a human person, but he or a living human person, right? But he is disturbing yeah, the peace. Yeah, like it. No, I get that, and you guys really put that clear to me because I mean, like the Ed Gein story I did. At the end of the day, I'm like, is this guy really so bad? Like, maybe he's just really misunderstood, and I don't know, maybe because I've seen so many much death. Yeah, and, I mean, like, the, like in in gravity, like if we're yeah. really gonna compare, sure, it's a totally different crime. It, yeah, like in severity of it, mm-hmm. but it's still and I know disrespectful I tra- to other. Humans. Yeah, and I know I try to twist these into love stories. I'm not. <laughs> I do that on purpose. Yeah, I know you do. But, you know, that's the story. He's still in his confinement. I don't know when he'll get out. Um, Hopefully that 25-year-old, it didn't seem like she wanted media attention. She refused all interviews. I don't even know if that's a real picture of her. And she is a graduate of philosophy or whatever it was. Maybe she just really, like Nicole said, there's someone for everyone. Maybe that's, you know... Maybe he'll realize what he did was weird weird and not right because it impacted other victims. And maybe things will turn out great. And the bodies obviously will be returned. And it'll all be good. It's not like anyone lost their lives. You know, they already did lose their lives. Exactly. So because of him, though. But that's the story on uh, Anatoly. Very good story. D, thank you so much. Hope you guys enjoy that. Go to talkmore.com. Also, for you Supremos, for you, if you want to support us, I keep forgetting to mention this, but our episodes are actually ad-free on Patreon. We post them before I post these episodes. Early access. Early access. I make sure they're out before that the iTunes episodes get out, and they're completely ad-free. And for the ads now, we can't control the ads that are there. So it is a good, nice break for you Patreon members. So be sure to go to talkmore.com slash join and support us. And you can become a Talkos Premium. You can request a shot for us. Anything you guys want. And that's all I got. So my name is John. Until next time, good night, you lovely, lovely people. Circle K is America's thirst stop. And Dave's, especially when Dave needs refreshments for family movie night. So Dave heads straight to Circle K, where he grabs icy Polar Pop cups and frosters for the kids and chilled beer for the grown-ups. Enjoy family movie night, Dave. We'll be here for you all summer long. And right now at Circle K, score with 28-ounce body armor drinks. Any flavor, three for $5. So make us your first stop. Circle K, America's thirst stop. At First Commonwealth Bank, we know better banking begins with better ways to do the things you need to do. 
That's why we've made it easy to open a new First Commonwealth checking account with our simple-to-use mobile account opening. Now, the same device you use to talk, text, snap, share, schedule, email, navigate, and watch can help you open a great checking account, too. Visit fcbanking.com from any device and upgrade your digital banking to better with mobile account opening. First Commonwealth Bank. Member FDIC. 